So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Here with you on a cold football Friday, Weissman and I's I-95 Sports Network, however you may be listening. Number to call is one 562 to press enter, or you can listen on social media, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm Arrow, my partner Steven's next to me with his nice big Santa beard getting ready for Christmas. Steven, how are you doing today, my friend? I am great. I'm glad to be back with you. I had a little bit of a tough time on Monday not listening to the show. I've been sick all week. I actually just got my voice back today. I'm a little rusty. You sent me a video of yourself. No voice, and I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, this kid's just going to send me a video, a vague video. Not going to text you or anything. Like, hey, I don't know if I'll be able to do it. My voice is a little scratchy, like just be prepared. No, I get I get a nice vague video, probably that me and 18 other people receive. Am I yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm right. Uh, we got a good show for you today. Uh, we do have some good news, big news, actually. We have Newsday writer for the Islanders, Arthur Staple. On Monday, I talk some Islanders hockey, as Stephen is very excited. You're welcome, I give, Errol. give credit to the PR man over here. As I am the only one who, you know, gets these guys on the show. We had Chris Cotillo earlier uh, this year. we got to get him back on soon. I know he had um, Oh, yeah, we? How about you know, I, make I, contacts for a change? Just why you're the PR man. Seriously. Says who? <laughs> Says you who's going out and getting all these gifts. All these big time guests over here. That's very exciting stuff. I saw Ken, I saw you try to make in contact with Ken, Ken Rosenthal as well. I mean, did you ever answer? No, but that's an eventual plan. Yeah, maybe one day. All right, we got a big show for you guys today. Um, a lot of football going on this weekend. We'll have Joe on at twelve thirty, as we do every Friday. I assume that you came in contact with him as well. I did. Okay, good thing because we had a little bit of confusion last week. Um, also, uh, later on the show, I do want your opinion on events that uh, transpired last night in Dallas on ice. So we'll get into that first. Let's get into the Giants. Steven, Lions, Giants, 9-4, and 9-4. and four. What are you looking forward to this weekend with the Giants this week, Steven? Well, you know, we got a big, big crucial game for the Giants uh, against the Lions. And uh, it's, the metal, it's home, correct? Yep, that's right. Last home game of the year, the, the Giants have quietly been in home juggernaut six and one this year while they're yeah while they are three and three on the road. Well, you know, there's a lot of factors going into this game. You know, Matt Stafford's not one hundred percent with his torn ligament in his finger. Uh you know the Giants scare you offensively, not in a good not in a good way either. <laughs> they, they scare us. They, they scare the Giants fans. <laughs> they don't scare the Lions. Because you know what? If the Giants want to make a push it's going to be their defense, their Super Bowl. I'm going to say Super Bowl defense. That's going to push them into a, you know, a playoff spot. You know, I, I wrote on Facebook before, Errol, the Giants, there's many ways the Giants can get a uh, a playoff spot, whether it's the wild card or even, it's, it sounds crazy, but if Dak Prescott has another bad game, you know, there's a quarterback controversy there in Dallas, and you may want Tampa Bay to win this game. And if we can win out, if the Giants win out, 
you know, you had the tiebreaker with the division title. Uh, I don't, I don't doubt that there would be a con- quarterback controversy. This is the thing, though. See, this is this is what I was thinking about. Now, I was screaming for Ro- not not as a Giants fan because I don't want to see Romo, but I, I said weeks ago, Romo needs to be the guy when he comes back. Now, Dak has played relatively well. We're going in to the months now of November, December, where it's hard for a quarterback to succeed. Do you remember how many quarterbacks we saw struggle last week? I mean, let's be for Eli, Mariota, Roethlisberger, Rodgers. I mean, oh, this is this is the hard time. The position, the hardest position in sports, gets harder now. And we've seen it with Dak last two games: three touchdowns, two interceptions. Right? It's. I mean, they haven't gotten a first down on a third down pass in. Three weeks now, I believe, and every single one of those have been at least eight yards or more. Okay, so obviously the running game, Nikhil Ayala has slowed down a bit, and Dak hasn't really been able to pick up the pace. So it's something to look for. I just don't. Cause but, think, but think about it. Think about it. Hear me out. Hear me out. But at this point, I think it's too late because Roma hasn't played in almost what two years now. Do we even know he can play now? Do we even know that, that he can be thrown into the fire? Memphis, Memphis, I mean, let's think about it. Last year, he missed how many games? He missed four. He missed, he, he missed almost, uh, got hurt week three, came back Thanksgiving, played a half, got hurt again. Okay, the year before that, didn't play. Or, excuse me, excuse me, this, this past year. So it's been, I'm not going to do the math, I'm gonna, I think it's around four, 13, 14 months now. Yeah. So, but do we know mentally he'll be fine? I mean, he's a, a 10-year, 11-year veteran. He'll be fine mentally, physically. Do we know he can play in this cold, frigid weather? I don't know. I mean, he hasn't had much experience on the field this season, and we know he's probably a Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, and any position he's going to get put into, you know, he'll most likely succeed in, or we'll see the Tony Romo that we all know. Um, But, like you said, going into this late of the season, You've had you've trusted Dak Prescott with your team the whole entire season. You're just gonna give up on him now after maybe two or three bad starts. I understand it's crucial punch time. You know you're trying to get a playoff spot, and if they win this week, they clinch the number one seed. But if you don't get a good start from Dak Prescott, that you're just gonna lose confidence. In Dak Prescott, I mean, I, I don't know, Errol. But, you see, the thing is, Jerry keeps virtually leaving the door open to Tony starting, which I think is a problem, which I think could get in the kid's head, because now all of a sudden, you know, he's looking over his shoulder. You know, I got a guy with Hall of Fame stats, maybe not a Hall of Fame resume, but Hall of Fame stats looking behind me. Okay, this guy has been great in the month of December. Excuse me, the month of November. I understand his December numbers haven't been great over his career, but, you know, they've been comparable. They've been all right. They've been really what you want in what you want to see in Dak. Here's the thing now. Okay. Two weeks in a row, we went up tough defenses. Dak uh, did not perform. Okay. Didn't get much help from his offense. Didn't get much help from his receivers. Obviously, Dez, that 10 yard catch, one one catch, 10 yards. I'm sure you want that catch back considering it resulted in a fumble. Okay. Got Tampa Bay, whose defense is on fire. I mean, you look at it the last two weeks five points against Seattle, 11 points against New Orleans. I believe it was 21 against San Diego in San Diego, which is not easy to do. That's a t- I understand it's in Dallas. It's a tough, that's a tough defense, man. Well, you know, going back to Dak Prescott, Dak is not at his best when he's, you know, stuck inside the pocket. When he's out of the pocket, that's when he's Dak Prescott. And 
how that's how he was successful all season. What Tampa Bay needs to do is keep Prescott inside the pocket, make sure Prescott isn't that long throw throw quarterback. He's a versatile. He's he's more of a one that's gonna you know the mobile quarterback. I've com- I've compared him to Russell Wilson. You've actually I think you you have agreed with me yeah. I think on some point to that. And you know that's what Tampa Bay has to do. They have to their defense needs to make sure Prescott has no room. And you know I I think Tampa there's gonna be a very 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 close game. Uh, was it Sunday night? Oh, did you see the line? It's seven points. Seven. Really? I understand. Favoring who? The, uh, the Cowboys. Seth, I understand it's in Dallas, and I understand maybe Tampa Bay has been just been too hot to believe right now. I mean, they've won against them. I mean, let's say, gone to Kansas City, came home for Seattle, gone to San Diego, came home for uh, New Orleans in a game where you how, you thought, you expected it to be what? 28-24, a game like that ended up two, being 15-11. I would think this is would be a two or three point spread. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would have expected a three point spread at least. I mean, home these both teams, one team's playing well, one team has stumbled a bit, and you're giving them a seven point. Vegas just giving away money at that point, as Joe, as our favorite degenerate would say. But <laughs> we'll have him on. You can't underestimate Tampa. What are they? Seven and five. They're eight and four now, or excuse me, eight and five. Eight They're and one five. game behind the Giants. Actually, in a perfect world, which just won't happen because for the fact that. Uh, well, Washington's playing uh, Carolina. Green Bay's playing Chicago. And I forgot. Who knows Green Bay's going to win Bay, that Green, Bay, Green Bay has a chance at that division. Yeah, that's why you eliminate that right away in Detroit. If we beat Detroit. So if the, all three of those teams lose, and if the Giants win, obviously that would mean Detroit have lost, uh, the Giants clinch a playoff spot. Now, obviously, that's very far-fetched. But if you win this game, yeah, you get to 10 wins. I think you got to. Because think about it. let's just think about it for a second. I mean, Detroit and Detroit and Green Bay play each other. Green Bay and Minnesota. Oh, if Minnesota loses, that was the third team I was thinking about. Minnesota play and Green Bay play each other, so they're going to cancel each other out. So one of those teams is going to get to a seventh loss. Okay, Correct. Detroit. If you win this week, they have Green Bay again, another loss. I mean, they're going to be going at each other, and they have in doubt, which is not easy. Prime time again. Stafford with the Stafford with the middle finger. But you know what? He did play last week with his middle finger and. No, I understand he threw an interception, a pick six, and everything. But Detroit wants to. Detroit's in a hunt. That I mean, Detroit still has a very, very good chance at getting into the playoffs. Don't you just find it unbelievable that if Detroit wins this week, if they end up beating the Giants, and Dallas loses, that would mean Detroit controls their own destiny for the one seed. Unbelievable! It would bring Detroit to ten and four. Dallas would be 11 and 3, but they play each other. So if Detroit were to win out and get to 11 wins, as Dallas would um, lose. Yeah, so it would put them at 11. I would lose them. Even if, that, even if they both won the week after, Detroit would own the tiebreakers. So Detroit would end up being the number one seed. How unbelievable is that? The scary thing is, they could be the number one seed, or God forbid I say, you know what I want they can miss the postseason. I want the Giants to beat Detroit. Dude, it's not going to happen. I want. I, I keep going. I know where you're going with this. Detroit the whole premise to Dallas of this point. We have the tiebreaker with Detroit for the number one. This this is, I it's very far fetched. Who think, else does Dallas have? I think, Washington. I think they're gonna no, no they have Philadelphia. Philadelphia. They're gonna lose one. I think they're gonna lose one game in this stretch. I'm telling you, this, this the giant thing to do would be win last week. And I said this before the game. Win that game. Lose the next two. 
win in Washington just just surprising everybody because if they were to lose these next two, you gonna think they make it that close? I, bro, you've been a Giants fan as long as I have. Don't you know by now? I understand, but the this game is in the Giants' favor, bro. I just want to look at Minnesota. I want to go this down. This defense has been so great. It's been listen, it's been awesome. It's been championship caliber type defense, but the problem is the offense, which is just still remarkable to me. I can't wrap my head around it. I can. There's not. They're down. Set. Last year, the average twenty six. And you know what the issue is? This year, the it's the offensive line. And you know, you know, going into the offensive line, you know who the problem. Well, is. you look at the left side of that line. You look at Eric Flowers. Eric Flowers. Flowers how do you even keep him in uh, on the field? There's no other point. option. Pretend like he's injured. There's no other option. But the, I'm telling you, you're gonna have Justin Pugh back. I'm telling maybe. You know, actually, Jordan Ronan was tweeting about this yesterday. Someone did ask him, do you think maybe they could move Pew to left tackle? Said it, but why would you want to move him at where he's been uh, all pro all season? Because that's the most – that is – my friend, let me teach you something because I love you. You know I love you. That is the second most important position in football is the left tackle position. Is to protect your quarterback's blind side. Let's look at the top teams in the league, okay? Aside from New England because Brady just, just covers up all the flaws of that team. Let's look at all, all, like, the best teams in the league, okay? Dallas, Tyron Smith, one of the best left tackles in the game, right? Okay, Kansas City, they have a good offensive line. Oakland built their offensive line this year, right? Atlanta drafted Jake Matthews a couple years back. Seattle, I understand they've been 9-4-1, but you and I both know that offensive line has been atrocious, okay? You build from the trenches and come up, okay? The Giants, did, do you know what the definition of insanity is? Doing something over and over again. And expect different results. That's what the Giants have done. And it's unbelievable, and I can't figure it out. But do you really see Justin Pugh moving to, you know, not this, not this, no, I don't, not this, unless it's really desperate measures, unless we go in Sunday 1 o'clock, and Eric Flowers just looks unbelievably terrible, you're going to have to make a change, unfortunately. He, they would they would have made it by now. If they had a better option, they would have put him in by now. He will like be a now. lot of hits. Right. Big hits last week. Oh my god! On the sa- on the strip sack from Sean Lee, I mean, you just saw it the whole way. Eric Flowers was frozen. He didn't move. He didn't move. So Marcus Lawrence just ate him for lunch. How, I don't know. How could you keep going with this? I, I I don't know what to tell you, man. I Eric Flowers, what a bust that he's been of a first round pick. I, the amount of penalties the guy takes. Oh my god! I mean, every single time you hear it, number seventy four, number seventy is that even his number? I it, I believe yeah. it is. Number 74, number 74 holding, number 74, illegal contact. I'm calm. I don't think he's second year pro, but, you know, I, I don't know what to do with this guy. But, you know, and I said it on Monday when you weren't here. Chris Collinsworth now, Michaels, fantastic booth. Fantastic in the booth on Sunday night, right? Okay, Chris Collinsworth, been around the NFL a lot longer than I have, even said it. His hands aren't even in the right place. They're so much lower than they should be. He's a big dude. They're so much lower than they should be. I mean, that's like offensive line 101 that he's got to keep you, that he's got to redo. I mean, this guy, you literally got to come back up from scratch with him. So I, I don't know what to do about him. Uh, you just have to live with what you have. And, you know, there's concerns about Eli Manning, too. And, yeah, Eli has not had that great of a season, to say the least. I mean, he hasn't had much to work with. Odell's been great. Odell's the savior of this offense. You know, Victor Cruz complaining about how many – Oh, not not looks he gets, but once he gets the look, what does he do? What does he do? He drops the pass. Well, I mean, you see what happened last week. Anthony Brown, corner, you know, rookie of the Cowboys, made a nice play last week. Victor Cruz has got to fight for that ball. 
I mean, he just jumped. He jumped right in front. He overpowered Victor on that one. He's he going to fight for that ball. Bruce does not look the same. Oh, listen, you and I both, because now he's playing up the second wideout. And remember when he, before he got hurt in that 2011 season? Yeah, of course. He was in the slot. But he's not, he's not fast enough to, to go in the slot anymore. His cuts are not quick enough to go in the slot anymore ever since the injury. It's just the way it is, and it's just the way you have to adjust, which is why I really don't believe that he's going to be here at the, at the end of this, uh, after this season. I mean, it, that's yeah. fair to say. He's such a fan favorite. It is. He can't ball in love with players. Yeah. And players tend to fall. You know, as they get older, as they get injured, you know, players' times uh, start to diminish. And that's what we probably have to expect from Victor Cruz. Now, Sterling Shepard looks promising. I think we can see him as the second receiver next year. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's the second. I mean, te- yeah, Victor Cruz is the second guy as a wideout right now, and Shepard's in the slot. I mean, as an option. I mean, Shepard's the number two option. Well, yeah. But they also need to look at. A lot of, I know we're still early. We're still in the regular season, but even just to touch on the off season, they they need to look at tight end. I understand that they're all awful. We'll tie, but maybe drafting a t- another tight end. I'm done with Larry Donnell. You know. I mean, so are they. How many times have you seen him? And the one time we did see him, what happened? Eli went right to him in Pittsburgh, and he went to the, he went the other way. And you can't have this guy in the game anymore. I don't know. The offense is a whole other story. But the Giants' defense have, has saved their season. It's been un- unbelievable. Janoris Jenkins, you know, you could even put him for a pro Bowl slot. You know, Landon Collins and DR, uh, Dominic Rogers kamari are definitely going to be they, in the Pro Bowl. Let's just think how many Pro Bowl caliber players they have on the season. I wouldn't put DRC there just because his he's time had a good the, season. He's had a good season in the limited role that they put him in now because he's, now he's in the slot. I mean, he is quick. I mean, you know, the thing is, I mean, they put the quickest players in the slot. I mean, that's where DRC is at. He's aging. He is. And, you know, it, it puts in question whether he's going to be here after this year, which is why they he has a big contract. Well, nothing's guaranteed in the NFL. Once you go into the details of that contract, I mean, anyone can get out of that contract. I mean, for Christ's sake, Darrell Rebus is $17 million on the books. He can get cut from that contract. Olivier Vernon, JPP before he got hurt. Snacks. Harrison stepped up the second half of the yeah. season. So did Snacks. And so did Romeo and Juliet out there. Romeo Quara. I mean, how good have the Gi- with the Giants scouting this all season? Let's I mean, think about it. Apple's played a role. Shepard's played Apple's a role. Apple's been big the second half also. Darian Thompson, who looks promising for the future, I really do believe. Unfortunately, had that foot surgery. He's played a role. Paul Perkins, Jarrell Adams, undrafted rookie Romeo Quara. I mean, the scouting department really did a good job for the Giants. Lenny Collins also another guy in the poll in the, a Pro Bowl conversation and Janoris Jenkins. You really do have four guys who can realistically be Pro Bowl caliber for the defense. It's funny. None of these guys realistically are candidate for defensive player of the year. I thought Von Miller was so unbelievable. I can put Collins in the conversation. You'll I put Collins in the votes. top five. You'll, he'll get votes, but Von Miller's just on it. Von Miller, I still think Cleo Mack's going to win it. It's going to be neck and neck with those two. But I would still put Cleo Mack. I mean, the guy is just an energizer bunny. He is a beast coming out around the edge. And he could play linebacker, too, along with Von Miller. Stop smiling because you know I'm going to get that pick right. Who would you pick for Defensive Player of the Year? I don't even remember. You picked Josh, pick you pick Josh Norman, man. I did. You I did picked right. Josh Norman. Yeah. Uh, I have the Minnesota Vikings schedule up, but I do want to read off to you. They have home against Indianapolis today. Which is a win. Or, excuse me, this week. Which could be a win. You're right. I and mean, you never know with Andrew Luck, but that, that roster is one of the worst in the league. Yeah, they need, they need a whole other fix. Oh, God. 
Even a new coaching change, probably. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I, I will get into that soon. Yeah, you know who uh, would be a good candidate. It will never happen. I mean, no. Anyway, no. in Green Bay, that's a loss. That would put him at seven. I really do believe that that would put him at seven. So let's just go right to the Packers schedule. Let's transition over to that side. So they, they have they have Chicago. In Chicago, let's keep in mind, that defense has been played really well. I mean, they are top ten defenses here, statistically speaking. In Minnesota, or in Green Bay for Minnesota, and then at Detroit. So they could realistically, Steve, uh, Stephen, I was about to call you Stephen A. They could realistically, Stephen, win out. Okay? Should we look at, you want to go Tampa Bay or Atlanta? Atlanta, because that's where the Giants will be playing right now if the season ended today. I'm talking about trying to put the Giants in the postseason, my friend. I know. Just take a step back. So they have home against San Francisco. That's a win. They have in Carolina. I guess it's on the road, so it's going to put a little bit more difficulty than you would think that would in Atlanta. Then they got home in New Orleans, which they did go to New Orleans and win. So you think they'll be looking to play spoiler. Um, to go to Tampa Bay, they have, obviously we know they're in Dallas this weekend. Then they have in New Orleans, not an easy game. And then they have home against Tampa Bay. So they didn't, really don't have an easy road. See if James Winston could come up with it. So we just and one other team, obviously, our division rival, seven at seven five and one a game and a half back of us. Home against Carolina, obviously not the team they were last year. Still not easy at Chicago. Winnable game at Chicago, definitely winnable. Both those two games, and they have uh, the Giants at home, so they have a very favorable schedule. Now going a little off track on that because there's something we both I know we both want to talk about um, before we have Joe on in about. 10 minutes to talk picks. Uh, big news in the headlines this week as uh, LA Rams fired uh, Jeff Fisher, who recently got a contract extension. Oh, now, there was wow. issues surrounding, you know, the, the firing of Jeff Fisher. Now, Eric Dickerson, Hall of Famer, was not allowed on the field as long as Jeff Fisher was head coach. He said he was going back. <laughs> they, they had their issues. But now... Do, do you think that firing had anything to do with Eric Dickerson? I, I think it had to do with the lack of results over the past five years. You, you know me, I'm never a guy who, I'm not a guy who likes to fire coaches after a year or two. Look, I got five years, couldn't have one winning season. Looked like an abomination this season. I went over last week. I guess it, when did you get fired? Monday? Yes. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure I talked about it last week. I mean, let's just break it down. They, they lost to San Francisco. Can we just imagine? That was the last win San Francisco had, and they shut them out 28 nothing. Okay? They lost games like close games to Carolina, Miami. Their defense kept them in a lot of these games. Their offense was one of the biggest embarrassments I've ever seen. And I also think that the Rams recognize that over his entire career, Seth Fisher has never been able to develop a quarterback. No. So you do not want this guy developing really what you made your franchise, but you gave up two ones, two twos, and a four. You you mortgage the future in order to bring this guy over. Okay, now you have to sit down and really evaluate, do we think this guy and Jeff Fisher can develop our quarterback? Obviously, they decided otherwise, and they're going to, you know, I think one guy, obviously, it's not going to happen. I would give him everything because you know how I feel. Two teams. I, uh, I'm more the Colts than no, anything. He's I, not leaving Michigan. See, he's no, not, he's not leaving Michigan. Jim Harbaugh is not leaving college. So that's his alma mater. That's where... He's best. Omar? Omar. <laughs> That's where he's best, obviously. Coaching 
college football. Well, he has unfinished business. He can be the Saban of that. He can be the new Nick Saban. Everyone's going to want to go play for him. He's going to get five-star recruits. I mean, you saw this year. They should have. They were supposed to be a year away, and they were, you know, a, a replay away from going to the college football playoff because, you know, they would have went in there and put the smack down on Wisconsin. Okay? It's not happening. He has unfinished business. That's his home. He has family ties there. He has family friend ties there. It's not going to happen. He developed Andrew Luck. He developed Andrew Luck. This kid's space, I mean, he makes him look a lot better than he actually is. I mean, you look at him, he, he's very frank. He, he's very, uh, I'll say, but that, glass in the pocket. He's very not mentally uh, mentally stable in the pocket, if you really look at it. But that's why I was saying, if, if there was a head coaching position open in the NFL, obviously Jim Harbour would not go to the Rams over the Colts, no. where, you know, uh, neither teams are, are close to competing, but... He can obviously, obviously have had history with Andrew Luck, where he could turn uh, that franchise around. No, absolutely not. I think, cause for one thing, I would give him all the control. If a team was smart, they would give him the head coaching job and full autonomy. That's just me. I mean, the guy's smart enough. I mean, he's running a college. He's running a college program. I mean, you know how hard Alex, that is to do? Look what he did with Alex Smith. He turned his his career around also. When people thought Alex, Alex Smith's career was over as well, Look what he, I mean, he's not that he's not that great. He was a well. good quarterback. He could have gotten you to a Super Bowl. Now let's be honest, as Giants fans, I would I'm not giving the Super Bowl back, obviously. Obviously not. If it wasn't for two muff punts by Kyle Williams, I believe that's yeah. his first name, God who cares now, five years later, and they would have been in the Super Bowl, dare I say, won a Super Bowl. I mean, if it wasn't for, I mean, the well, that came to overtime. Exactly. I know. I, <laughs> how great a game that, that was. I know. I mean, went to three NFC Championship games, got to a Super Bowl. You got cheated, not cheated out of a, a Super Bowl, but I mean, like I said, for a punt returner lost in getting to another one. I mean, let's not forget, Colin Kaepernick has been a shell of himself since Jim Harbaugh's left. I mean, on and off the field. Right, we both we both know about the whole uh, not standing up for the national anthem, but he's not going there. I'll give you another candidate. And I know he said he wanted to stay until his head coach retired, but this would be, if the Rams are smart, go and get this guy because this guy couldn't develop a quarterback, Josh McDaniels, out in New England. He said he wanted to be the one to relieve Bill Belichick. But really, I mean, when a head coaching job comes comes up, I mean, you got to bounce on it. You're not wrong. And I, know, and I know that he, I know that he went and he failed once in Denver. Obviously, I mean, he drafted Tebow for all, for God's sake. That guy, on the, in the Mets organization. I mean, that guy's undevelopable. Uh, if we've seen, he's, he's got to be <laughs> developing me for baseball, too. You can't really develop this guy as a quarterback or as a baseball player. Obviously, that's a conversation for a different day. How many head coaches have you and I seen that went, failed the first time, came back the second time, and had a lot of success? Coughlin didn't really succeed that much in Jackson. I know that was a long time ago. One really prime example, Pete Carroll came yeah. with the Jets. Jets. Miserable, beyond belief. And he's won championships in Seattle. Now everyone he's wants to play there multiple times. Yeah. And now he's built what really is a dynasty. Bill Belichick with the Browns, terrible first tenure with a coach, as a coach. What is he doing in New England? He built a, you know. Jack Del Rio in Jacksonville. Yeah. Had slight success to start off. Towards the end, now really fell off the map. Now look what he's doing in Oakland. I mean, he, you can't judge these coordinators 
and just completely cancel them out of a coaching search off of one time. You have to, I mean, how many times have you and I heard you have to succeed or you have to fail before you succeed? I mean, it's just a common saying. And as we're going to have Joe on in just a few minutes, we'll have our uh, commercial break in just a few. But before we do that, I just want to get into the Jets uh, coaching position real quick. I know the Jets said. Petty, that, petty. Uh, yeah, it's Bryce Petty's starting throughout the season, but the Jets were prominent on not firing uh, Todd Bowles throughout the season, uh, after the season, which I you know what, we've talked about it plenty of times, time and time again, that we're not big on firing coaches after two seasons. I mean, look what he did with the Jets last season, but someone I, you know what, who it, it interests my mind. I have no idea where you're going. Give Rex me. Ryan. Stop, stop, stop. stop. I'm Why stop, not? I'm going to stop you right there before everyone who's listening hangs up the phone. Please. No, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. stop. Why not? Because the not – first of all, Rex Ryan, I think it's an abomination that he's getting fired after this year anyway. You guys never had a top 20 quarterback ever in his career. But the fact of the matter is, he's supposed to be about defense. His defense hasn't been good. That's why he's going to get fired after the season. Also, I don't think he, you know, him and the owner don't really get along with each other. So not bring them back. Okay. If anyone, they're not firing Todd Bowles to bring back Rex Ryan. You're not bringing back a guy who already – really fell off here. I know he has a good relationship with Woody Johnson. Actually, that's really is the Jesse thing to do, but it's not going to happen. Stop. Get that green off your face. I know. I Listen, I'm a Rex Ryan guy. I don't think he's really given, he's given a fair shot in Buffalo. Would he take a, a, a defensive coordinator spot? I don't think. I think he would take a TV. I think he's come out and said, actually, I know he's come out and said, I've heard him say this, he would come out and take a TV job before he would take a defensive coordinator job. How true is that? I really don't know because, you know, from those family ties, Buddy Ryan, Rob Ryan, Rex Ryan, you know, I mean, those family ties, it's a football family. I don't know if he'd be willing to take a job uh, in TV before a defensive coordinator. I mean, we will, we will find that out soon enough. And we will find out what picks Stephen and Joe have to come about as me included right after this commercial break when we have Joe on with week 15. Oh, my God. Week, how did we get this quick? Week 15. NFL picks. Introducing the SND Podcast channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at SND Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at SNDpodcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are, are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for a podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. Back on Wasting an Eyes, I-95 Sports Network. Number to call is 1605-562-8001. Press 5 to, pre- uh, to chime in. Uh, also, social media, Twitter, Facebook, and also we have Joe on now. Joe, how you doing? Week fifteen, buddy. How you doing, Joe? Good afternoon, boys. What's going on? I'm sure you're excited. Now you get to spend a Saturday night watching your Jets this weekend. I hope you are excited. I'm excited. I have a party to go to out at, out at the bar, and I got my Jets on. What could possibly go wrong? I can think of a couple things, actually. I think one Listen, thing. I got a little suggestion for you guys. Here I am. I'm sitting here thinking during that commercial break. We need to spice up that commercial break here on Weissman and Oz. We need to get Steven, like, a, a Viagra endorsement or something and, and let him talk. Okay, Joe. Thank you for that suggestion. Be big. 
we will, you know, uh, put another suggestion to our suggestion box right away. Good. Very good. Oh, God, I'm done already. Joe, speaking of those Jets, it's the first game we got in our schedule. Miami's favored by two and a half with Matt Moore at quarterback. I think it makes it actually kind of interesting. First start in five game. years. Yeah. So, uh, Jet, uh, Joe, who you got? One's up, Matt Miami's hot. You know, they're 7-1 in their last eight. Um, and, and you're going to see a trend with my picks this week. I'm going to stick to my rules. And you're going to see them going the underdogs a lot this week. And I'm going to take the Jets here at home, getting the points. Time of the year the Jets mess up their high draft pick. Yeah, he's probably right about that. I'm going to go with the Jets winning this one, so, you know, uh, unfortunately, Tannehill after the season now, I believe. But, uh, yeah, a horrible time for that to happen. A crucial game for them to win. But I think the Jets, like Joe said, screw up their chance of getting a high draft pick and win this one out. Um, I, you know, I think they win. I think there's a silver lining to this, though. If they win and Petty plays well, I think it gives you a little bit of optimism. I'm going to pick the Jets to win. I'm going to pick Petty. I think Petty's actually going to play relatively well. His first home start, or not his first home start, but now as declared as a declared starter for the rest of the season, um, I, I think he plays all right, and I think the Jets do win this game. It's hard without your starting quarterback, and Matt Moore, like you said, hasn't started in five years. So uh, I'll take the Jets to ruin their draft pick as we all expect them to do. Yo, Packers visit Chicago. Chicago is five and a half point home underdogs. Where are you going with this one, Joe? Guys, I'm going to take the surprise here, and I'm going to go with Chicago getting the points at home. Uh, that home team getting points, you know I love that. They're 70% in the NFL. I'm going to go with Green Bay uh, in this one. Green Bay, they've won three in a row. Uh, they're looking to, you know, they have a chance to win in their division, surprisingly enough. They went, what, four and six in their first ten, and now they're on a, a little bit of a run here. I think actually Green Bay wins this one. Chicago. God, um, I'm going to take Green Bay with the five and a half. I think this could be around like a seven point game. Green Bay's defense has played a lot better. We saw it last week when they played Seattle. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is on fire right now. Everything's just clicking on all cylinders for Green Bay. So give me Green Bay with five and a half. Although I, I am a little shaky on it, but I'll take Green Bay. Oh boy. Okay, let's go. Houston. Ha 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 ha. God. Rock and rolls. Has five points laying out for Jackson. Got. I hate this. Uh, you, you Texans. I know Weissman's been waiting to laugh at us for this one. Um, beating Indy last week, losing me money. I just refuse to pick them, and I'm going to take the road dog here with Jackson and getting the points. I'm going with Houston. Houston, baby, rock and roll. Yeah, Houston won a big one last week. They're going to win another one this week. Houston's taking that division home. I got my mo. Just just because we're so... I'm going to take the Jaguars to win. To win. I'm going to pick them to win. Yes, I'm going to do it. Pick them to win. This, stop. Would you stop it? I'm going to pick them to win this game in Houston. I mean, they, they haven't won a game in God knows how long. they got to win eventually. What better than on the road with Brock Osweiler on the other side? Would you sit down? I'm taking Jacksonville to win out on this one on the road, baby. Browns visit the Bills. 
Um, Bills are ten point favorites in Buffalo. Joe, we got. I wouldn't bet this game with Weissman's money. Nope. Jesus, I, I hate this, but I'm going to be that guy once again, and eventually I got to get this right. Right? I'm going to take the Browns getting the points on the road. I think I've gotten one Browns game right well this whole year. I'm going to Bills winning this one. Cleveland, it seems as if they're going to win a game, I believe it was going to be last week. Not winning, man. <laughs> no, yeah, Cleveland's not winning the rest of the season. I'm going Buffalo. I'll take Buffalo with 10 points. But yeah, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I mean, I, I will take Tyrod Taylor to have a bounce back game. I think Buffalo's defense runs all or just tramples all over RG3. Uh, give me Buffalo with 10. Like you said, Joe, I hate this, but I'll take Buffalo. Eagles, this is the Ravens. Darren Sproles declared out. Latest injury report that we've gotten from this game. Ravens are favored by five and a half in Baltimore. Joe, who you got? Yeah, I hate the fact that Sproles is out. He's been pretty dynamic for Philly. Um, I'm going to continue with my trend, though, here, and I'm going to take the road dog, and I'm going to take Philly getting the points. I'm going to say Baltimore winning at home here. Uh, Baltimore's actually been playing relatively well, so I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one. Uh, I'll take Baltimore five and a half. I think this is now, like, you know, Darren Swalls is out, like Joe said, it's been very dynamic for Philly and Doug Peterson's offense this year. Uh, I think this is now the trend where you see just Carson Wentz and the Eagles just to fall off now to end this season. Hopefully it's really falling off going into Thursday. <laughs> Excuse me. And Baltimore's defense, number two ranked defense in the league, is just going to be too much for Carson Wentz in that environment, in that stadium. So give me Baltimore a win big here on this game. Uh, Titans visit the Chiefs. Chiefs are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Titans with a surprising win last week at home. we got to go on the road in Kansas City now. Joe, who you got? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, too, uh, Kansas City can clinch a playoff berth with a win this week. Um, but, again, my trend, I'm taking the road dog here with Tennessee getting points. I'm going to go with uh, the Chiefs in this one. I don't know. Does it, have, does it have anything to do with the, the Titans are chasing the Texans in the division? Does it have anything to do with No, no, no. No? no. Oh, okay, yeah. Of course not. No, never. <laughs> I'll take uh, I'll take Kansas City to win. I'll take Tennessee to cover. I think five and a half points is a lot. The defense really showed me something last week in Tennessee. And I think Mariota, very poised, got a lot of confidence that he's playing with. And even though he got beat up last week by great defense, uh, I'll take Tennessee to cover the five and a half. Uh, Joe, I know I love picking these games. Nine and four Lions is the nine and four Giants. Giants are four point favorites at MetLife, where they've been six and one this year. Joe, who you got? These two teams are on fire. The Lions have won five straight. Giants won, I think it's seven of their last eight here. But again, what is my trend this week, guys? Road dog. Give me the Lions getting points on the road. I'm going to go with the Giants in this one. Like I said earlier, Errol, uh, Detroit is, you know, very hot. But last week, Matthew Stafford uh, got an injured torn ligament. And I think that's going to, uh, you know, bring their chances down on winning this game. Golden Tate's been great, though. I'll have to say that the running game has been okay. But um, 
Golden Tate's been a monster. Well, the problem thing, the problem with me, it scares me about Detroit. They they run a lot of screens with running backs coming out of the back which scares me to death. Um, I think Janoris Jenkins will take care of Golden Tate. I think Stafford's finger will affect them. And I think the Giants win this game. I think Detroit keeps it close just for the fact that i got to give respect to Stafford that he's had so many fourth-quarter comebacks. So you said they were going to lose the next two. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I'm going to still pick them to win this game. And that's the Giants thing to do. The thing I think well, the Giants thing to do would have been to win last week, lose the next two, and win on week 17. I'm gonna. That's the Giants thing to do. I'm going to pick them to win this game for the fact that they have an elite defense, which they haven't had in – 2007? No, 2011, they weren't elite. But I'll pick uh, the Giants to win. Give me Detroit to cover it. This one beat this close. Colts, this is the Vikings. Vikings are four-point favorites at home. Joe, who you got? Uh, I'm going to take, take the Vikings at home here, especially after the way the Colts, they did me dirty last week with that loss to the Texans. I just I refuse to pick them. Uh, I, I, I'm going to pick Minnesota in this one. Errol, I was... I wasn't sure. Did they tell you Peterson was coming back? He was got. He was back at practice. He was supposed to be back at practice on Wednesday. They have not given word that he would play or not. I'm going to go with Minnesota in this one. Uh, you never know what you're going to get with Andrew Luck. With such sound confidence, Big Daddy. Oh, my Lord. Give me give me Indianapolis to bounce back, come back, and win this game. I, just, I don't have a lot of faith in Minnesota. I mean, for Christ's sake, they barely beat Jacksonville. Uh, at uh, in Jacksonville, where there's no home field advantage at all. Uh, give me Andrew Luck to bounce back, come back, win this game. I just Minnesota has just been really tailing off after five and zero. Oh. Give me give me the Colts to not only cover but to win outright. Bengals getting points at home, three points at home against Pittsburgh. Uh, nowhere in AJ Green yet, but he was back at practice this week. He might play. Joe, who do you have this week? Hey, Pittsburgh's. Pittsburgh, I'm shocked they're an underdog here, actually. Um, Pittsburgh's on the road. Uh, they're road favorites. Cincinnati is the home. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. They are They are uh, the favorite on the road here. My bad. Um, so with that, I'm going to go against my trend of uh, home team getting points. I'm taking the Steelers here. They've won four straight, and even bigger than that, they haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher in those four weeks. Um I think since he's going to have to throw the ball all over, and uh, we're going to see what happens. The Steelers in this one, uh, they've been red hot lately, and I'm going Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh on the road again, back-to-back road games. I think they win this one narrowly. I can see this actually being a push as a three-point game. Uh, like you said, Joe, Andy Dalton's going to have to throw the ball a lot, and we know when that happens. Things usually don't go well. Defense is playing really well of late, too, over the last few weeks for Pittsburgh. So I'll take Pittsburgh on the road. I think they end up winning out, honestly. I think they really do end up winning out uh, on this season. Uh, this To these two teams, just great game. This Great, great game this week. Saints visit the Cardinals, both under 500. Cardinals getting uh, are giving three points to the Saints in Arizona. Joe, who you got? Yeah, this game's a real toss-up for me. I'm going to go with the road dog again, though, and I'm going to take New Orleans going on the road and getting a win. I'm going to go with New Orleans in this one as well. I'll take Arizona. I mean, you got two bad teams of these calibers, even though we thought they would be much rather better. Uh, I'll go with the home team. Drew Brees hasn't looked himself over the last two weeks. Now he's got to go back-to-back road games. 
I think Arizona's defense comes up here in this one. So I'll take Arizona, given three points at home. Uh, yeah, I'll take them. 49ers, wow, boy. 49ers, I know Joe's going to like this one. This is the Falcons. Falcons are 13.5-point favorites. Joe, he got. Late at 13. Oh, my God. The 49ers are bad. They're, they're not They're not good at all. Um, that's really all I can say about them. Uh, the fact that they blew that game against my JETS last week was a debacle on their behalf, and uh, they don't win this week. Yeah, 1,000%. Atlanta. Go get my broad in Atlanta. Who's my broad? Oh, my God. Um, Jesus Christ. I, I actually, when I was doing parlay last night, I had no problem with picking the Seahawks over there. Seahawks in 14 and a half. I got no problem with picking Atlanta over 13 and a half. Like you said, San Francisco's just bad. Defense is just bad. Uh, give me the Saints, or excuse me, give me the Falcons to win this one big time. Way over the 13 and a half. Uh, game of the week, if you ask me, Patriots visit Denver. Patriots are three-point road favorites. Joe, who you got on this one? Definitely the game of the week here. Patriots 11-2 and on the season, 6-0 and on the road. Um, I think that trend continues, and I like the Patriots on the road here. Yeah, and Denver had a rough walk last week against Tennessee. Uh, you know, they're looking to come home and try to get a win out of this game against New England, but I think New England's going to be too tough of a task uh, for, you know, who, who's starting uh is it Simeon. Oh, Simeon, yeah. So, uh, Patriots in this one. I just, I'm so torn on this one because over the past few years, Brady just has not played well in Denver. Um, but over the past few years, it's usually been primetime night games. Uh, during the day, if my memory serves correct, it's not – he hasn't been terrible. I'll take New England to win this one. I just think Broncos are just spiraling out of control right now. They're not getting good good play from the quarterback play. The defense has been good. They're just giving up big play after big play when they need to make the stop. So in Kansas City two weeks ago, we saw it last week with Mariota. So I'll take New England to win this one with the three points in Denver. Raiders, the black hole, visit San Diego. Three-point road favorites for Oakland. Joe, he got. This is a game I struggled with. At the beginning of the week, I was thinking I was taking San Diego, getting points at home. Um, the fact that Oakland could clinch a playoff berth here and end their 14-year drought, I think that team is going to come out with so much emotion. Um, I think that there's going to be a, a very good Oakland crowd there, and I think the Raiders get it done on the road. Yeah, I'd like to think so, too. Uh, they're going to put up a fight, San Diego. They don't want to be that team. Uh, uh, Oakland wins it again. I was hoping Oakland would win it at home, uh, you know, maybe next week against the Colts. But, uh, I mean, I have to go with the Raiders in this one, ending their 14-year drought. 14. Um, no Melvin Gordon. Again, we already know no Keenan Allen. No, I just – I mean, can you lose any more players besides Phillip Rivers? I'll take Oakland on the road, 5-1, and one, back-to-back road games. I mean, they lost really the toughest road game that they're going to play this year in Kansas City. So I'll take Oakland to bounce back. I think Derek Carr is a lot better game than he did last week. And, uh, yeah, getting Oakland back in that warm weather. Now we got um, – this This one's surprising to me. Joe, tell me if you agree with me. 
Cowboys are laying out seven for Tampa Bay at home, primetime, Sunday night. We got? Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people talk how Dak, he's failed to throw for 200 in his last his last three games. I don't read too much into that, especially when that run game is as hot as it is there. Um, I, my pick is Tampa on the road getting the seven points. I think Dallas does win the game at home, but Tampa covers. This is a tough game. This is a really tough game. Uh, I'm gonna go with Joey Love pick uh, on the ceiling and go with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, as a Giants fan, I'd rather just get the clinching. I'm not saying that it automatically clinches a playoff spot for the Giants, but uh, I'd like to, to see them clinch a spot. I, I the Giants win and Dallas wins, and that's how I think it turns out. I'll definitely take Tampa Bay to cover. I think Dallas wins this game, and I just really, I just really don't think Dak does well doing it. And it would worry me as a Cowboys fan to think what Gary's going to do. Joe, I don't know if you were listening before. I just think now it's to make the switch because I, I don't know if Tony Romo can play now. I mean, he hasn't played in in months. Here, so uh, I, I think Dallas wins this one. I think Tampa Bay covers, and I think Tampa Bay's defense gets the Dallas or to get to the Dallas Young Dallas quarterback in this game. Um, big Monday night game for Giants fans. Redskins laying out six and a half for Carolina. Uh, Redskins looking to clinch, get closer to clinching a playoff spot. Joe, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to stick with my trend here of the road dogs. I loved Carolina when that line opened up at four and a half. It's now up to, what is it, six and a half? I just think that's too many points to give, uh, you know, for the Redskins at home. I think Carolina goes in there and gets it done. Uh, I'm going to go with Washington in this one. Uh, they only have a game out of a wild card spot, the second wild card spot. And if Dallas does one, that pushes uh, – and if Washington wins as well, that pushes Redskins into the second spot. Uh, fingers crossed that the Giants win. So, uh, we'll go with the Redskins. They have something to play for. Uh, I'll take the Redskins to win. I'll take Carolina to cover. It's funny. I mean, the last time we saw Red Washington on Monday Night Football, they were getting shellacked by Pittsburgh. A lot different team now that we see 14 weeks later. Give me Washington to win. I think Carolina goes in there and covers six and a half. I think it's a big spread. I think Carolina's definitely better than what their record says there are. Cam winning is a lot different from Cam losing. Cam won last week. I think they're going to go into some confidence in Washington. Oh, boy, boys, week 15, we're really getting down to it, and it's really it's making me upset. I'm not going to lie to you. It really is making me upset. Uh, Joe, i got to ask you one thing. i got to get your, Shoot. Get your Islanders weekly update. Joe, oh. how, how are you feeling? Are you okay? I have to make sure you're, you're healthy and you're okay. I am mentally, physically drained by this hockey team, Errol. Uh, one week, you know, they're beating two of the top teams in the league, and the next week they're blowing games in the third period again. I, this team is so Jekyll and Hyde, I really don't know what to do with myself. I heard about the train last night, Joe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. Another debacle that is, um, unfortunately, you know, anytime there's a loss of life involved, it's a tragedy, but, you know, just a whole debacle, especially after that loss. Uh, 
Now, how did you end up getting home afterwards? Oh, well, we, uh, we hopped off. We got an Uber, a couple of us, right away. Um, I ditched my dad, who was with his girlfriend and her daughter up on the train. I said, all right, I'm out. See you guys. But, uh, you know, I got home in uh, a lot less time than most other people did. You were Uber from Brooklyn, did you? No, I was from Valley Stream, from what I saw. Uh, yeah, we got stuck in uh, in Valley Stream last night. There was a little bit of uh, accident in the Baldwin Station. Now, uh, next week, Joe, uh, make sure you tune in. We got Art Staple uh, coming on the show. Yeah, I heard that's big. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great, and uh, we got we got another game tonight. Islanders in Buffalo. Oh boy! Oh, I, I know you want to talk about. Joe, I got to get your opinion. Because it's Lundqvist, everyone's just going to say, "Well, he's a little, you know, bleep." But I mean, do you, isn't that just an unwritten rule? Do you look at a guy that goes off and hits a goalie with his head down, and just look at him and just say, "You got to be kidding me." I just I don't understand why none of his teammates, none none of the Rangers. Went over and ripped that guy's head off. Uh, for me, if someone goes after your goalie, your franchise, you know, the face of your franchise for the last 10 years, I would, someone has to knock that guy out of the game, man. I mean, you know, uh, something's got to give. If that happened to Yaroslav Halak, Clutterbach, or even, you could say anyone on that team, Hamannick, Strong, he even got feisty. They they run they'll run someone right over you know it doesn't make sense to me it's just a dirty play an unwritten rule I know it's not an actual rule but it's an unwritten rule you gotta give that goalie you can't, you can't hit a goalie hit him in the head too I don't know so we'll talk to you next week we'll look forward to it as the NFL season winds down boys always a pleasure have a good week so okay that's Joe as we always do have him on uh, every Friday for NFL picks. Uh, Steve, I, I, I gotta put the nail in the coffin. I gotta put the knife in there for you. I'm sorry. I just don't, I, I just, I, it's, it's sad to say because it's December 16th. I think the Islander season's over. I don't want to say it's over because, it, like I said, it's still early, but if you look at the standings, it's not good. But this is the thing because they're in, I, I still can't, it still blows my mind. They're last place in the conference. Okay. To get back into the division, into the division, fourteen points behind Philadelphia. Okay, they're clearly a better team. So you put yourself in a hole, and now you have to overcome. You have to hope that the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams in front of you falter a little bit. Now let's keep in mind the two teams in the wild card, Columbus and Washington, I think are better te- better hockey teams than the Islanders are. Okay, and they already have a twelve and thirteen point lead on you. The mm-hmm. Islanders literally have to play perfect. For the rest of the season, have to, have to hope that these teams falter. I just don't think it's going to happen. Right now, the issue is everyone in the Metropolitan Division is on a winning streak, except the New York Islanders, and I, I believe the Carolina Hurricanes as well. But and this is a time the Islanders are losing, and uh, everyone's this is a, a time where you have to keep up with the league, the Metropolitan Division, I, and this goes down to management, not even just coaching. Yes, you shouldn't give up a, uh, a tie or a lead in the third period. That should be the goal. And this happen- seems to be happening too often. About nine games of and like twenty-seven tries now. I don't. I don't even know. But it, it's something you got to give. 
And I think this comes down to management now. And God Snow, uh, I, I don't know what he's doing, but he needs to go find uh, some help. It's not gonna, it's not gonna come from the uh, farm system. I I think, and I want to I want to ask Art Staple this on Monday. Yeah, we he, gotta come up with good questions. I, he's gonna, I, obviously, Jesus Christ, because um, he's obviously has a lot more insight on this than you and I both do. In all respect to Rob, more insight than Rob does have, obviously. He does work for Newsday. Nothing against Rob. It's just the credibility oh, of, of Art Staple. Rob has been fantastic for us over the last... Has it been a year? No, not close to May. Wait, May. Is it actually? <laughs> Jesus. So for the past wow, six, I've been dealing with you for that long. For the past six, seven months now. Um, is he going to make it through this year? Seriously, though. Is he... If they keep reeling like this... And things started to come to fruition just a little bit when they were winning five straight winning games against Washington, against um, Pittsburgh, the Rangers... Rangers. Is he going to make it through this? Stop winking at me. Is he going to make it? It creeps me out. Is he going to make it through this year? Because really, I mean, they are, they're in last place. I don't know. These teams, they're, listen, I think they're a better team than Buffalo. I think they're a better team than Toronto. Detroit's a little iffy. I think they're better than New Jersey, Carolina, Florida. I don't know if they're better than Tampa Bay, Washington, or Columbus. So you got to jump in front of four teams. I, you got to jump in front of well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. Four of them, I think they're better than the Islanders, and you put yourself in a big hole. Not impossible, but it doesn't look good. It doesn't look right. Nothing, nothing is impossible until the fat lady sings, which is the uh, that big O that you see when you look up standings that means eliminated. And, uh, yeah. So. so, also, you know, it's almost time to wrap up our show, but something I wanted to mention, uh, we do have the start of college football playoffs coming up. When does that start, Errol? I believe it starts next weekend. Yeah, it starts next weekend. The bowl games start this weekend. Next weekend is the uh, is the actual playoff. I just want to clarify that. Yeah, you got bowl games this week. You got um, God, great, good God. I want to play a game. I can't even now. I mean, you have you have Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. You have Appalachian State and Toledo. <laughs> anyway, you know this one's actually wait, wait, this one's actually pretty decent. Houston and San Diego State. San Diego State has a running back. Oh, God. I don't know the name. Hum, uh, Pumphrey, who's actually, he broke the record uh, for yards at San Diego State. So that one's kind of imp- appealing. Uh, Monday, Central Michigan and Tulsa. Tuesday, Memphis, Kentucky. Uh, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to find a, just a decent game here for you, Steve, to watch. Um, nope. 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 No, no. All right, we'll get into that in a couple of weeks. But uh, go sign up for. Uh, yeah, sign thing. up for uh, the S and D podcast and uh, Wiseman and Oz. Uh, you know, Super Bowl, not Super Bowl, Rose Bowl Pick'em, not Rose Bowl. Uh, what is it? College football. What the hell's my It's a college football Pick'em, and you know, just pick teams. Uh, I, I believe it's forty-two selections. Uh, I can win awesome prizes. I already know what some of the prizes are. I could get all these right, bro. I know. Yeah, and you could win even bigger prizes and a chance to go to the the Rose Bowl or one of the bowls. Yeah. Please stop. College football talk with you is over. Now I just want to talk a little bit of NBA in the last minute and a half. Um, so sign up. I, people having a problem. I have a huge – I have a problem with LeBron taking off and the Kyrie and Kevin Love not really going – not going on the trip at all. I mean, just imagine you spend – I mean, Stephen, imagine if you're a Knicks fan and your parents say, you go to one game a year, 
Okay, because tickets are expensive, let's be honest. I mean, I've been to a Knicks game in a few years. It's too, way too expensive for not great product on the court. And you want, and you say, I want to go to a Cavs game, I want to see LeBron, and LeBron doesn't go, and it, it, it hurts you. If you're a diehard fan on the other side of things, if you're a diehard fan, I mean, you get an automatic W, but I, I have a problem with it. I just think it's making being made a bigger deal than it already is. And two weeks ago, I, I've been saying since the season started, 26 teams in the NBA just don't matter. And now I really do believe it's 27 teams in the NBA just don't matter. Okay, the regular season does not matter because really, I mean, you can make an argument for two, you can make an argument for three. Cavs, Warriors, maybe the Spurs. It's just, it's chalk, man. And, this, and the NBA loses no money. I mean, the coverage is still great. The fans are still great. People still watch. But, God, I just can't wait until the playoffs because I cannot watch the regular season. I just know it. It's like it's like you read a book 10,000 times. You know how it's going to end. Warriors, Cavs, it's, it's it's inevitable at this point. The Knicks have been playing great basketball. They have been aside from last night and the night before in Phoenix. Well, you couldn't expect them to win uh, in Golden State. No, not even even if Derrick Rose and Carmelo Anthony are both playing. Also, again, uh, we did not mention the begin- in the beginning of the show, rest in peace to Craig Sager. It was a shocking moment to see. I'm not going to say it was shocking because we knew this was going to happen. But the fact that we are actually here with the situation that Craig Sicker has passed away, uh, it's very sad. No condolences. Condolences to him and his family. Um, One of the best in the broadcast business. Oh, best ever. Something that you and I both, you know, are trying to get into. Absolutely. Uh, I Steve Kerr had a great, great oh, fantastic. M- m- moment. I don't know what you want to call it. And the fact that they know a moment of silence would have not honored him the correct way to have an applause because really, Craig, we love them. Never shut up and we love them about it. We love that about him. His great, great quotes, air quotes, suit, suits, wacky suits, Greg Popovich, him and his interviews. The guy was just a legend. He will dearly, sorely be missed. Uh, Craig Sager passing away at the age of 65. And that's our show, Errol and Stephen for uh, Weissman Odd. Make sure you tune in next Monday. Arthur Staple of Newsday, Islanders Beat Reporter, Weissman and Oz, next week. Have a good one. Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today.